Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Have a comment about today's show? Visit RoyGreenShow.com. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Send your emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com and follow me on Twitter at The Roy Green Show. Tomorrow we're going to be speaking with a member of the Electoral College in the uh, United States. One of the uh, individuals who's going to be ultimately responsible for voting for the president. And the person I'm going to be speaking with is mandated by his state's law to vote for Donald Trump because of the way the vote turned out in his particular state. Now, among the nonstop correspondence he's been receiving, this member of the Electoral College, included are death threats. If he goes through and votes the way he's mandated to vote for Donald Trump, then he's had his life threatened. And he's not the only member of the Electoral College to be so threatened, so we'll hear about that tomorrow on this program. Fidel Castro, as you know by now, passed away at age 90. And there's been a lot of controversy about Mr. Castro over the decades that he was in power in Cuba. Here's an email that I received from John to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. Here's a quote. This is what Justin Trudeau said, and John quotes him, quotes our prime minister, who said, Fidel Castro was a larger-than-life leader who served his people for almost half a century. A legendary revolutionary and orator, Mr. Castro made a significant improvement to the education and health care of his island nation. End quote. Those are the words of Justin Trudeau. John writes, any respect I had for Justin Trudeau is now gone. And what I've seen on Twitter, and specifically what I've seen on email, and about the, uh, the death of Fidel Castro, and the response by our prime minister has not been favorably disposed toward the prime minister, because we know that Mr. Castro has had a history of, well, treating his island people extremely badly. And uh, thousands and thousands of them braved the 90 miles of, of sea between Cuba and, and Florida on rickety rafts and boats to try to get away from, from Castro. But uh, according to Mr. Trudeau, is a remarkable, legendary revolutionary. Martin Collicutt, former Canadian ambassador to Syria and Lebanon. He spent much time with us on this program over the years. And Martin was also director for Latin American Relations with Foreign Affairs Canada. He's back with us. Hi, Martin. Hi. How are you, uh, Roy? I'm, I'm well. How are you doing? Very well, thanks. When you, uh, when you look at the 60 years or so of, of uh, Castro's legacy... 
as the dictator in Cuba. What do you think, how do you assess his his performance? What do you think his legacy should be? Well, obviously he was uh, um, uh, a very interesting and impressive leader, but um, when Justin Trudeau expresses a deep condolences uh, on behalf of all Canadians, that's not quite accurate. Some uh, are very unhappy with the Castro's track record. Maxim Bernier, who's one of the leaders, can, uh, candidates for leadership in the Conservative Party, said he was a despicable dictator who killed and imprisoned thousands of innocents and drove away in exile more than a million. So uh, he is, uh, and, and Justin Trudeau did acknowledge he was um, controversial figure, but on the whole, his statements were uh, rather effusive in praise of uh, Castro. In the United States, it's a bit mixed. Uh, There are apparently the expatriate Cuban community, which is much more important there than it is in Canada, uh, are very, very happy in celebrating the passage of uh, Fidel Castro. So he's certainly a very mixed bag. What were your responsibilities as director for Latin American Relations for Foreign Affairs Canada well, at the time? Well, overseeing political aspects of um, uh, uh, relationships with Latin American countries. Um, I, I'll just to digress for a moment. Um, we differed with the United States in other areas of foreign relations, and I was involved more in establishing relations with um with China, but in the case of China, it happened that the Americans were about to have detente with China, whereas in the case of Cuba, uh, there was nothing parallel. We simply carried on with fairly cordial relations with uh, uh, with with uh, Cuba right through the American embargo, um, which is still largely in effect. So it was probably a bit of an irritant, but it wasn't. Uh, our relations with Cuba weren't important enough, really, to bother the Americans that much. Did we have, uh, did Canada have essentially positive relations with Cuba because of Pierre Trudeau's particular fascination with Yeah, well, certainly much more uh, positive than in the case of the United States. And uh, the U.S. had problems right from the start when uh, when Castro confiscated American investments and wouldn't give compensation and then they were supporting the soviet union military activities in africa and a whole series of things that went on and on and on but canada had relatively positive relations throughout we did raise human rights issues we didn't completely ignore them but um certainly the trudeau family had what you could almost with Castro. Uh, Castro went to Montreal to be an honorary pallbearer when Pierre Trudeau died in, uh, in 19... Uh, but Martin, uh, Martin, there's no question that Fidel Castro was guilty of human rights violations, many of them against his own people. Well, absolutely. It was a dictatorship and a repressive dictatorship. Um, and uh, it still is to a large extent. It's run by the Communist Party. And uh, Fidel Castro, even after Obama's recent visits, criticized um, Obama for expecting, you know, Cuba to become uh, non-communist. So he was a he was a revolutionary Marxist right up to the very end. When you visited Cuba, what did you find there? Well, I didn't visit it for very long. I actually went. Um, uh, 
when I was Director General for Security Affairs, talk about uh, problems with uh, hijackers who'd gone to Cuba. And I, I can't claim to be that much of an expert on Cuba, but it was largely, as it's depicted, you know, the cars on the streets are 1950 um, U.S. models, and um, it, it's true that the provision of health care facilities and education is uh, fairly extensive, but the whole country is basically poor, as you, it's just going to happen in a in a communist state, and I think uh, most Cubans would welcome a major opening um, on the economic front and more uh, free market economy there. Basically, it's a very poor country, and it's remained that way uh, ever since the revolution. What do do you expect with the Donald Trump as president of the United States? What do you expect relations between the United States and Cuba to turn out to be? Well, very good question, because Trump has suggested during the uh, election campaign that he would continue with the opening started by Obama with Cuba, but on the other hand, he would want to renegotiate the terms, which he said in all sorts of areas, such as NAFTA. Mm -hmm. Um, Exactly what that means uh, remains to be seen. So uh, he isn't simply uh, saying, um, you know, let's move ahead quickly with Cuba, but on the other hand, he's not saying um, we won't have some movement if we can as you as, as said, in many areas, if we can renegotiate, you know, I, I, whatever I, that means. There's just one story, and I mentioned to you, to you on the phone earlier today. I just want to relay briefly to my listeners. A number of years ago, there were three small planes that set off from Florida, small Cessnas, like little planes, and they were dropping leaflets over Havana, just decrying the Castro regime. On the way back, they were intercepted. These little single-engine private planes were intercepted by MiG-29 fighter planes from the Cuban Air Force, and I spoke to the one man who survived. The other two, their planes, the MiGs flew around the front just to let them know they were there, and then they shot them into the ocean and they killed them. And the third one, they let go so he could take the message back to the United States. MiG-29s against single-engine small planes. That, to me, just, that spoke of the uh, of the brutality of Fidel Castro toward his own people. But Martin, it's always good to speak with you. Thank you. You provide that diplomatic perspective for us. Thank you very much, Roy. Always good talking to you. Thank you. Ambassador Martin Collicutt. Fidel Castro, dead at the age of 90.